Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we're of course going to be talking about the latest episode of Doctor Who, The Haunting of Villa Diodati. And uh, yes, what an episode that was. But first, let's have the news. And well, it's very, very thin, the news this week. And I think the only thing that's sort of worth um, talking about news-wise, it looks like we are getting um, Doctor Who next year. um, But... September next year, so it's a little over sort of you know, um, you know, about eighteen months really before we um, get anything. Um, now this seems to have upset a few people. Um, so we oh we got to wait all this time. It's longer than twelve months. Um, it's next year, which yeah. is probably sooner than we thought. To be honest, what's the problem with that though? Is then if we then get another series after that, that is going to mean we're not going to get any Doctor Who in twenty twenty two. No, maybe not. Maybe not. But. Hey, I'll I'll take it as it comes. Thank you very much. Yes. I'll take it as it comes. Um, oh, God's sake, it's, we've we've had sort of we've had this before. You know, we we've had big gaps between series, and you know, it happens. It takes longer to make TV series these days. Yeah. You know, the sort of people are sort of going about. Well, you know, if they can churn out EastEnders. God, there's only Tom's a week all year. Surely they can chuck out, you know, 10 episodes of Doctor Who each year. Um, well, no, it's a bit more complex than an episode of EastEnders for a start. And uh, However, though, I think someone did point out that the reason that they cut the episode um, run down to 10 was so they could do a series each year, but it hasn't quite worked out. No. But, hey, that, it is what it is. It is yeah. what it is. We're getting Doctor yeah. Who again next year. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you sort of come to expect that we're going to have a year a year between. Oh, yeah, episodes. exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Nothing wrong with that at all. It is what it is. So, only problem from our point of view is what the bloody hell are we going to do in between? Yeah. Podcast-wise. I, I can't <laughs> see why they can't rehearse them during the week and film them on Friday to go out Saturday. <laughs> They should reopen. There was it, the Acton Hilton. Yes. So get get down there. Get get rehearsing. Oh dear. Yeah. So so there you are. That I mean that's that's pretty much um, pretty much it really. But uh, so so um, for the news anyway. But what what should we do first, Paul? Should we do stats or tat? Because we're both this week, don't we? Yes. It, it's a heady choice. Isn't it, it is a heady choice. What should we do first? Um, shall we do stats, get them out of the way? All right, then. okay, let's go over then to Omega's Stats Corner. Okay, everybody, so the overnight figures for the Haunting of Villa Diodati were um, 3.86 million viewers, um, still below you know, the 4 million, um, only just like this time, um, and it made it the, um, it represented the, 19.7% of the total viewing audience um, for that day, and it made it the seventh most popular show on British television yes. uh, for that evening. Um, and it was beaten by Dancing on Ice um, in the same time slot, uh, which had 4.63 million. So it wasn't a massive difference. Again, no. not a massive yeah. difference. So it's uh, to be expected, really. Um, it also had an AI of 80. So it's up, yeah. on, it's up on previous yes. weeks. Still not... Still not great. Um, I'd have thought that would have been higher. Same that here. Be a sneak, sneak preview of what we think later. Yeah, on. yeah, exactly. Same here. Same here. So, um, yeah, a bit odd that one. Bit odd. 
So, um, but anyway, going back to the um, last week's Can You Hear Me, the official ratings, um, quite low actually, for the consolidated 4.90 million. Yeah. So, and this is the first episode to dip below 5 million since The Eaters of Light in 2017. But the other thing as well, um, this was the 35th most watched program of that week. And I think that is the only first or second time that Doctor Who's dropped out of the top 30 since the show came back in 2005. Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah. What can you say, really? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, we'll just... What is the answer, Paul? What is the answer? I don't know. I don't know. know. Well... I mean, is it a case of does Doctor Who need to need to stop doing the um, the, the social message each week, as we as I was as I was saying last week, um, and get back to pure sci-fi? Well, we'll find out whether that's made any difference or not when we talk about the haunting of Villa Diodati. Um We shall see. We shall see. So um, we'll come to that later. But yes, um, yes, yeah, so, so, yeah, so that's it for stats. Um, I don't think we, think we should labour the point, really. No. I no. Think, I think we've gone through this every week. Oh, so, no. It's just, so we'll we're, we're just leave it there. I, I was going to say at the risk of, re- of repeating ourselves, but I think we did. We passed that point long point, ago, yes. actually. Yes. <laughs> okay, everyone. So um, instead, let's, let's uh, brighten things up then by going over to Omega's Tack Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Right, now... Um, now, for those of you who have been uh, sort of looking at our Facebook group and also our uh, Twitter feed as well, you have seen that I uh, no, uh, advertised that the Doctor Who Builder Bears um, have finally been released. Um, were released in the UK anyway, it seems. Uh, now, these are available um, from um, Builder Bear. I think it's .co.uk, whatever it is. And, um, yeah, it's... All you've got so far is the 13th Doctor, as to be expected, and the 10th Doctor. Now, I would have thought they would have gone for the 4th Doctor, because there's more merchandise they can shift there, with hats and scarves and jackets and trousers and everything. So um, there, there, There's a question, I suppose, A, of the, is the target audience more in tune to the 10th Doctor? Well... Than the fourth that, Doctor, and B, have they actually got the rights to the classic Doctors? Well, the only reason I said fourth Doctor, um, because if anyone does takes the Mickey out of Doctor Who, or they want to represent Doctor Who, they put the long scarf on. Yeah, that that's the only reason I said it, it's more out there in the in the public consciousness. And to be honest, children can't afford to buy these uh, Doctor Who Builder Bears, as we will go into in, in detail. In but a moment, but um, yes. yeah, so um, but at the moment it's only available to order online, you can't buy them in any Builder Bear shops, um, which there are very few and far between these days, quite a few of them have actually shut down. So, um, for where we are in the southeast, um, Paul and I in the southeast of England, um, one's close to us in Blue Water Shopping Centre and in Hamley's Toy Store in Regent Street. That is it. So, and I know this well because my kids love Builder Bear, uh, and they've already said when they saw these today they want one. So, um, but there are numerous ways you can buy this as well. So, um, so, so, so they'd be running along with their fifty pounds pocket money a week. Oh yes, week. oh yes. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, so here we go. So um, now at the moment they're not available in America or North America, so that they will they will come sort of shortly apparently. So they're only available to buy through the buildabear.co.uk website. So to buy the bear on its own, it's an ex- non-exclusive Doctor Who bear. This without any costumes or anything. So it's got um, sort of Doctor Who um, heart badge on it and Doctor Who on its one um, on its paws. That is going for £21.50. Okay. So if you wanted to buy the um, Build-A-Bear, that bear with the 13th Doctor costume and Sonic Screwdriver, that's the complete set, and that also comes with the boots as well, that would set you about £50.50. Yep. If you wanted the 10th Doctor... And that comes with the, um, the a blue suit and the brown duster, sonic screwdriver, the 3D glasses, and a pair of um, Build-A-Bear um, Converse boots. That will set you back £51.50. Okay, but then you can buy them as a, um, a gift set as well, so which features a TARDIS. So that will feature, um, you can buy the bear on its own with the TARDIS gift set, and that will set you back £25. You can get the 13th Doctor Bear and costume with the TARDIS gift set, which sets you back. Now, I'm actually a little bit um, of a mystery as to what this actually is, because there's a few, two different gift sets with varying prices. Right. So now, all I can tell from the picture, this one that goes for £46, um, doesn't have the sonic screwdriver. So that's going to be 46. If you want the, the 10th Doctor bear and costume with TARDIS, that will set you back £47. Now there's enough, an, another one, um, another 13th Doctor one. This is the same gift set, but this has the Sonic Screwdriver. That will set you back £54. And then there's the um, 10th Doctor one again with the TARDIS, and that will set you back um, with the Sonic Screwdriver. It will set you back £55. But the difference there is because the sonic screwdrivers are eight pounds. Exactly. Yeah. If you want to buy so, them separately, um, so. Now I don't. I think that the TARDIS is basically just a cardboard box. Yeah. That's all it is basically. However, if you wanted to buy the thirteenth um, Doctor Builder Bear costume on its own, that would set you back fifteen pounds. Um, if you wanted the tenth Doctor costume on its own, and that comes with the three D glasses, that would set you back sixteen pounds fifty. Um, each of the, uh, you get the 13th Doctor Sonic Screwdriver or the 10th Doctor Sonic Screwdriver, £8 each. And then the um, the company footwear, Bearland boots to go with your um, 13th Doctor costume, will set you about £6. And the red canvas high tops, they call them here, for your 10th Doctor costume, will set you back £5.50. Yeah. So there you are. So, um, so if, if you've already got a bear... Uh, a builder bear that you, or any bear really, if it, if it's the right size, you can just pop the, just buy the costume, on its own and pop it on that, really. Or if you're, or if you're a completist, um, which my kids seem to be, because they said they want the bear and the costume, and the TARDIS. So this this might be a, um, <laughs> they've already where, had their birthday. Where, this where, might, where this might think, be a Christmas where do you, present. Where do you think they get that then, Phil? I have no <laughs> idea. I've no idea where they get this this. <laughs> It's got to be complete. It's got to be screen how, accurate. How, how big does the display case have to be to put the Builder Bear in? Oh the God, the amount of Builder Bear. Charles, my my daughter Amelia, she is an absolute um, 
style when it comes to build a bear because she finds it in charity shops. She's right. got eyes like a hawk. She can spot a build a bear at 50 paces in amongst other teddy bears. So so most of the builder bears she's got are all second hand. Right. So um which is fine, absolutely fine actually. So um so yeah, I can't knock her for that, but no she she wants the proper bear for this one. So it's uh, I, I I have to say that as usually I'm grumpy about anything that costs money. Yeah. But no, I, I can see these being I think they do actually look quite good. Yeah. Oh, they do look good. That's the thing. And if, you, if any of you have, have seen the, uh, or, or clicked on the link from our um, from our Facebook page or, the, or our Twitter feed, um, no, they are very, very good, actually. You know, it's. I think it's. it's um, actually, most of the builder because builder bear stuff they do a lot of different. They do like um, DC and Marvel, Star Wars, costumes, amongst all the other normal um, builder bear costumes they do, and and they're very, very good, actually. Yeah. You know, it's it's very good quality. Just a tad on the expensive, expensive side. side. Yeah, that's the only yeah. thing. Now, yeah. not as now not as bad as those uh, 50th anniversary um, Steve bears they did. Yeah. Uh, uh, back in 2013, where well, I think that how much that Matt Smith length Doctor Bear Steve Bear was like 200 pounds, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I think this is the, the 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 better end of that spectrum. I think the cheaper end of the spectrum. Yes, so uh, and and I think it's it's better quality as well for that matter. Yeah, no, no, no. I I, I think you're right not to begrudge your children this film, and I think you can go out <laughs> and buy it. <laughs> well, you know, it might it might be a uh, it might uh, they might have to wait till Christmas to actually. Uh, well, we might buy them now. They won't get them to the end of the year. Put it that way. <laughs> I'm actually twirling oh, my evil Oh, isn't that just typical of Doctor Who at the moment? You have to wait ages for it. <laughs> Quite nearly a year for the next Builder Bear Doctor <laughs> Who fix. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Well, keep keep um, keep listening, um, people, over the next few weeks, whether you find out I'm a cruel parent or not. <laughs> yes. Okay, everybody, so that is it for news, stats, and tap for another week. So, coming up next, we're going to be talking about the haunting of Villa Diodati. So for another week then, that was the news. Right then everybody, uh, it's time for us to talk about the haunting of Villa Diodati. Something's wrong here. Seriously wrong with this gaff. Things we know. We can move inside, but not out. Dead things don't act dead. People vanish. Well, you did say their house was evil. Nothing too sinister then. There's something down here with us. This apparition. Did Shelley describe it in any more detail? Dark, charred by fire. Suspended over the water like a death god rising from Hades. It's not vision. It never was. And just to mix things up a little bit, because you know we like to keep our listeners on their on their on their toes, uh, we're going to do the feedback first this week, actually. So um, we just got, got to remember at the end of it not to say that's that's for us this week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> 
Paul, don't, don't, don't give it away. People might, we might, <laughs> they might not notice. Um, so, yeah, actually, not as much feedback as we usually get, uh, to be honest. But um, what we'll, 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 we'll press on regardless. So, first of all, we have our Facebook feedback. Uh, first up, we have uh, Jeff Waddle. And Jeff writes, we'll have to watch that again. But as someone who loves gothic horror, on first watch, that was an outstanding episode. Arguably the best since 2005, not a single fault. High praise indeed, Jeff. He's really digging this series, isn't he? Hmm. He really is. Okay, Joan Alexander. Um, Joan says, well, that wasn't bad. Slow start, but it feels like it was setting things up for the next episode. Mm, it certainly was. It certainly was, Joan. Uh, next up, we have Andrea Gill. And Andrea says, tense, edge-of-the-seat viewing. This is probably about as close as it's possible to get to something like Chimes of Midnight on TV. That's a good analogy, actually. Yeah. Because we, we have covered Chimes of Midnight, and it yes. was a particularly uh, creepy Big Finish story, that one. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, so, email feedback. Um, so, just the, the usual two emails. Uh, first up, we have Ian Key. And Ian says, um, now he's a bit late submitting because he says, apologies for not sending in sooner. I do have a valid reason, though. I was best man at a wedding at Peckforton Castle, the Time Warrior, on Sunday, which counted Leslie Dunlop, the legendary Tony Hay he said Tony Hayden, it's Toby Haydoke, and Sherwood um, caretaker director Paul Murphy, amongst the guests. So whilst missing the episode on broadcast, uh, Doc 2 conversation connections were aplenty. Actually, the groom has just appeared in a big finish with Tom Baker too. Hmm. He said, anyway, enough bragging. Yeah, name dropper. Um, he said, I finally got to watch it yesterday afternoon and again in the early hours of this morning. Enjoyed it both times. Initially thought that the house was the master's TARDIS and was surprised he didn't appear. All round, a good romp. Very claustrophobic and creepy with some great humour. Did wonder what was going on for the first 20 minutes, but then it, when it really kicked in, it was excellent. Definitely one of the best of the season. Shame there haven't been many more stories like this over the last couple of seasons. Enjoy your week, gents. Cheers, Ian. Well, cheers, mate. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. Thank you. And last but not least, we have Daniel Winterbottom Stanley, and he says, Dear Phil and Paul, I'm afraid I have, have no time for pleasantries this week. This email is far too serious. Doctor Who died today. This episode contradicts the, the Battle in Times comic strip in which the 10th Doctor met Mary Shelley for the very first time. I think you'll both agree this is absolutely disgusting and proves that Chibnall has no respect for the show's vast and rich history. Yet again, this episode has another woke message, like Frankenstein's monster being the victim or something. I don't really know. I was crying with rage. Did the episode really need that many women? I mean, it's terrifying. What if they came through the TV and tried to talk to me? Thanks, Daniel Winterbottom Stanley. Thank you, uh, thank you, Daniel. I don't think you've got anything to worry about, mate. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I wanted to do, get to go through the feedback um, first this time, actually, um, just to see if it would sort of um, sort of influence our thoughts at all um, as we go through. Because it's my turn to, to, to start off. It is our, you to start. Our, yes, yes, our thoughts. Um, well, I think to start off with, I'm going to say that's more like it. That yes. that that is what I want for an episode of Doctor Who, to be honest. Um, there was no real message there at all. Um, not that I'm saying there's oh, anything wrong, wrong oh, with the oh, message oh, there at all. Was. It was it was nice there to have was. a little. What, I, what, what did you I think, think that message I think, was? I think Paul? you missed the underlying message. Go on. What that was? If you buy an old house, it doesn't have the bathroom facilities you might expect. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that'd be a lesson to you all. 
It is. I mean, it, it, it's one of the most important ones we've heard this year. Um, yeah, now, obviously, I think what, what one of the things that has cropped up over the week is people saying, well, Big Finish had done this before with the story of the Silver Turk um, because the Eighth Doctor had Mary Shelley um, on board as a companion for a few stories. And she has indeed uh, met Cybermen before. Um, which apparently influenced uh, her to to write about Frankenstein. So they say, oh, it's it's, it's gone over all the con- the show's continuity and, and and the canon and everything because um, people are saying because of the A Night of the Doctor short um, story we got in 2013, where the Eighth Doctor references all the companions from Big Finish. Um, that was basically sort of you know uh, canonising that output, and people say it's just ruined all the canon. Um, well, no, it hasn't really. You can do what you like with it. Yeah. To be honest, you can do what you like with it. Um, I know we we do now and again go into the the, the, the realms of canon, and it, it does sort of irk us on on occasion. Um, but hey, so what? So what? Really, Doctor Who has constantly contradicted its own canon for for, for years. It's yeah. nothing new, is it? It really isn't. No, I mean, to be honest, it'd be pretty difficult to to go through and not contradict yourself at some point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, after, oh, after 50 years and yeah, countless stories, so so it was the um yeah, I, I again, I didn't mind it. I haven't heard the Silver Turk, um so I just enjoyed this particular story on its own merits. Yes, to be honest. Um I will get round to listen to it one day. When I bought it, that is. So, um, but anyway, so anyway, but back to this though. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was brilliant. I thought this was the, I thought this was absolutely brilliant, and I was more, as I said, um, when we talked about the AI for this um, particular episode, I was a bit surprised. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, I, I, yeah, I, I'd, I'd have put it in the mid eighties. Yeah, because I've, I've read nothing but praise. Um, for, for this particular story, and well, to be honest, quite rightly so. To be honest with you, um, I, th- I thought this was absolutely outstanding. Um, the only, I think the only weak bit really was just like the Doctor and uh, a, a travelling team just sort of turned up on their doorstep, kind of, and they were just immediately invited in. I thought that was a bit of a, um, a, a bit of a weak setup, and all of a sudden, then they're just sort of. Actually, it did have that bit of that gag with the Doctor sort of, you know, going to witness these people at the peak of their powers. Yeah. And they're just running around on the floor playing stupid party games, which I thought was was, was quite good. And then they just sort of started dancing, um, which again was a bit a bit odd, actually. But then it sort of... Um, I mean, the joke being... It was, it was, you know, it was a joke, gonna, wasn't it? This was going to be a literary delight. And yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're dance. All they want to do is dance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought that worked quite well. Yeah. And even quite like the, you know. The, I, mean, I did quite like the Graham trying to do the. What he thought should have been the, the way of speaking. Yes. Which I know has been done sort of joke before, but I, yeah, I think. I think Bradley Walsh does carry it off quite well. He does. He does. Um, now, somebody um, pointed out to me that whole thing about him trying to find the toilet. Um. Somebody's saying, is, is this the return of his cancer? Going all serious for a moment. Um, 
Some just saying because he was sort of like it's just sort of like sort of for, a foreshadowing kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, I I think this may just be the the case of an older companion, to be honest. Oh, as you say, it was highlighting. Oh, it was just highlighting the fact you don't buy a house with no with, without the correct bathroom facilities. Yes, yes. I mean, hey, speaking speaking as for myself, as I've got older, I found that I might need to find out where the toilet is when I enter a strange building. <laughs> Sooner than perhaps I would have done <laughs> in my younger years. Oh dear. Well, anyway, um, I, I mean, I like the um, well, they sort of, they did sort of set this up as a um, as a as a as a ghost story yeah. to begin with, certainly. Um, and I must admit, we we were right from last week thinking they had this had to feature the Lone Cyberman. Um, yeah, so I we mean, were... it just it just was set up, wasn't it? I mean, basically, this is the first part of a three part series, isn't yeah, it? This is. Yeah. This is, we said last week, the utopia to the the two-parter at the end of that series. Yes, exactly, it is, yeah, to, to last the Time Lords and all that yeah. sound of drums. Yeah, um, yeah, okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, okay, we, we saw it a mile off, um, ain't, ain't we clever, but um, it, it, kind of knowing that, Just, it didn't, it didn't, for me, it didn't suffer for it either. No, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, I have to say, I think this might be starting to personally prove my point of last week that mm. perhaps we need Doctor Who needs more time to build than yes. he gets in a fifty-minute series episode because you know the fact that you had that that the first half of it was just really actually quite silly in some ways. Yeah. And whatever, but it let you get to to know the characters. Oh God, yeah. And gave the person playing the valet. Well, it it was kind of a, a, a very a very good supporting role. Oh God, yeah. These little eye rolls. Yeah. In the background, with yeah, that was one of the one of the highlights actually. Um, but I think that with which with which it had time to do that. You know, you sort yeah. of. A, a statement was allowed to be said, and then breathe, sort of thing. Yeah, like like the comment of you know, I don't think they're from I think they're from the north, and then the big thunderclap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the things that you said about you know um, getting to know the characters, I think because you kind of know who we know who Mary Shelley is, you know who yeah. Lord Byron is, you know who Percy Shelley is, and John Polidori. Etc. Etc. Um, so, it, th- oh, that, aren't that... we the well read? <laughs> oh yes, aren't we? Aren't we just? Um, don't you know? Um, so, so really, it was kind of done. It was kind of done for you. You, you didn't yeah. really have to do your homework, and the story didn't but, have to do its homework for you either. But it's, it was... it's still, it still sort of set. That's wanted to set the scene of the how they reacted with each other and yeah. how they'd react with the Doctor and whatever. I mean, the things that like Lord Byron's. Um, Reputation precedes him. Yeah, really. So you, you kind of know what you're going to get with Lord Byron, and also trying to hit on the Doctor, um, which I think is the first time it's actually happened since the Doctor regenerating to a woman. Yeah, I think so. It is, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I did like Byron because he was he was just absolutely he's like absolutely sex mad, um, a coward. Um, did, didn't matter. He, he was hiding behind um, was it Claire uh, Claremont, wasn't he? 
yeah. at the time. So um, when when the Cyberman came in, so yeah, I thought that was, uh, and immediately he was, and then immediately he was, he was sort of right, and now to bed at the end, wasn't it? It was yeah. sort of yeah. <laughs> Actually, need to lay down in the afternoon. <laughs> Oh dear. Now, one thing I had completely forgotten about um, going back to the beginning of this series was Ada Lovelace, because Lord Byron was her father. Yes. And I completely forgot about that. So, that, so is this, this is going to be a return back to Ada Lovelace at some point? Who knows? But uh, yeah, I, I mean, the only person who might have remembered any of this is like Ada Lovelace. <laughs> she had a mind wiped. <laughs> Again. Doctor just walks away from these people. I mean, she she lets basically she lets Shelley go with knowledge of his death. Yes. No, no fault then to wipe that from his memory. Now I I don't know whether Byron had much contact of Ada Lovelace, but she didn't wipe his mind either. No. So you would have told. So I, I don't know. Again, there was the potential there for him to tell his daughter all about this wonderful person called the Doctor. Yeah. Hmm, okay. We'll skip over that. <laughs> Again, I don't know the history of Byron and, and Ada Lovelace. I don't know if, if, he, if he lived or had anything much to do with her at all. But. I mean, that, 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 I still keep saying it, that, that wiping of their memories has got to come back at some point. Mm. Because it's so out of character with everything else and with everything that's gone on since. Yeah. There's got to be something to it. To just pick those two. Yeah. And nobody else in the rest of the series. I don't yeah. know. I think the um, yeah, and the other thing as well, sort of like you're giving um, Percy Shelley a quick glimpse into his own future, um, just so that Siberian would would leave him, um, which which was this week's MacGuffin, really, wasn't the Siberian? Um, yeah, it's I, yeah, and that it's, a, it's just a time lord trick. They just they sort of they just explain, it. and I didn't mind that actually. No, I mean like so, yeah. I mean fair I enough. Don't I don't mind it. It's become a little bit too Spock for, for my liking. Yeah, but, it is getting yeah. a bit. Yeah. yeah, But but then yeah, but like I say, but then to leave him with that. I mean that's that that's a false memory she's given him. Yeah, and she's quite happy to walk away. Yeah, because he, he, dr- st- he did he did drown in the lake, didn't yeah. he? So yeah, yeah, yeah. And he obviously knows it's quite soon because he's because he says about oh we must. Was it something like about the the time we have left? How short, you know? Yeah. Whatever, because he was twenty nine or something, wasn't he? When that's he right, it. he wasn't old at all, was he? No. So you know, to have given him that much information, mm. and if you've got the ability to wipe his mind, you don't. Seems to be, hmm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That that's, that's uh... the only fault I think I'm gonna have with this yeah. episode. Now I did like the fact that the the Siberians it made Shelley the ghost. Basically, and um, all yeah. the apparitions you saw, it all kind of makes sense with the whole smashing of the vase and and all that kind of thing. Um, but you see, it was him a bit a bit later on. Um, yeah. Apart from the apart from the two that Graham sees. Yeah. Now, now, um, somebody's had a theory about this, right? And they said, "Are these the timeless children?" That, which is the name of the last episode. Mm. Well, I can understand the girl, but I think the... Who was the maid? Yeah. The ner- it was like a nursemaid or, or mother. Yeah. We're not, not entirely sure. But is this what, is this what it is? Who knows? Yeah. Or, it, or is it just literally just to throw there the... There is a ghost story. 
Yes, indeed. Sort of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I liked the fact that it was Shelley sort of changing the house, and and um, I quite like that whole thing being being trapped in. It was almost like a nightmare. You sort of you you, you run up some stairs and you're back where you started. Kind I of did thing. keep thinking good complex. I was thinking uh, Cash of Alva. Right. Actually, um, but yeah, it was. Um, I think I think a few other people said God Complex as well, actually. But no, right. I, I thought Cash of Alva when I first saw it. But uh, no, I I quite like that 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 kind of thing. Um, and but, and the fact that um, Piadori could walk through walls because he wasn't actually aware. He was literally walking in his sleep as he like, should. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. so the actual projection that there was different rooms and whatever didn't actually affect him. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was nicely that was nicely done. Yeah. To be honest, I really think that was nicely done. Um Yeah, so what was that? Now the other bit I couldn't I thought watch it again actually, um was the, the crawling um hand hand and the and the, the, the skull that was moving as well. Was was this again just down to Shelley, I'm I'm assuming, wasn't it? It wasn't because the way it sort of come out of the um, the painting to begin with, yeah, and then just sitting on the wall above um, above Yazzie's head, um, yeah, I, I couldn't figure out. And they could just continue to move when he's in, inside those sort of bell jar um, uh, things. So yeah, I, I couldn't quite figure out. I'm assuming that was just part of Shelley's um, defenses he erected. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's just it's literally. It moving, reanimating dead parts. The Siberian. Siberian doing it, yeah. 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 Um, That I could. I saw. Yeah, it did seem to be a bit of a. You're just sort of throwing a few horror bits in there for the sake of it. Yeah. Because it didn't really go anywhere and it didn't necessarily need to go anywhere. No, it didn't. It so didn't. to speak. I, I didn't mind it, though. I thought it, well, was, no. it was nicely effective. It really was. Yeah. And it worked. But yeah, yeah. As, you, as you say, though, I don't think I don't think it was anywhere central to the, the story. No, exactly. Or needed exactly. to be. Um, now, I suppose we, we, we sort of need to get onto the, the, the lone Cyberman, um, Ashad. Um now I know sort of the summer had been a bit of a, a law of diminishing returns um over the last few years, but I thought this summer was absolutely terrifying. Yes. I really did. Um I like the fact that it was if you if you look close enough at the um at the costume, it really was a patchwork Simon because one of the arms was an original Mondas Cyberman. The boots, oh, the legs were from the the 2006 um, Simon that were introduced with David Tennant, and then you had the the, the the Iron Man style chest plate from the Capaldi era, or Matt Smith yeah. Capaldi era. So um, I I really liked the fact that it was all um, like a real hodgepodge of different Cybermen costumes. Ba- basically, yeah, you got the feeling that they really almost go. Exhausted everything and was now just stringing what they could together, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Together to get to get bodies out there. Yeah, Um, and the fact that he hasn't completely lost his identity yet either. Um, Yeah, you know his name is is Ashad. Um, I thought he was the the actor um, 
playing him as well, I, I thought was absolutely outstanding. I really did. And it was good to have someone else do a sideman apart from Nicholas Briggs. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it, it was good to actually just take it a, another little slant to it. Yes, indeed. Which we haven't had for a long while. Yeah. Um, and the bit where he picked up the baby. Yeah. Baby Willem, I thought, surely they're not going to well, do this. Well, 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 well I mean, especially seeing as actually they basically just had him kill the nanny, just like that. Yeah, just reach in and just murder her, basically. Yeah. I mean, after after that, you're sort of thinking, and the valet as well. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But particularly, particularly with the nanny, then picking up the baby, you just sort of thought, well, they could actually do anything here now. Now they've done that, it could go either way, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then you don't know what's happened. Yeah. Until the doctor then comes across the the blanket on the floor, and you are sort of waiting to see what what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Because you had the bit in the crib with the skull and the hand in there. Yeah. Um, so you'll begin to think, you know, as something actually happened to the baby. Um, yeah. But of course, no, it had, it's, 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 <laughs> it's meant to be family viewing for crying out loud. So, However, I say that the bit where Mary Shelley confronts Ashad and says, you, 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 you loved once and you were once loved. And you've had children. And you've had children. And the way he looked down and he took yeah. her hand... And then he just said, and I slipped their... And when he said, I slipped their throats as well, I thought, whoa, this is pretty heavy stuff, actually. And, and it, but it, but it, it was good because you just thought they was leading you down that sort of well, well-trodden role, weren't you? Of the of defeat the oh, summer, you, summer with love. Got, yeah, exactly. If you've got a Cyberman that hasn't had all his emotions taken out of him, yeah. then obviously you'd think, yes, no, you'd play to that. Yeah. And whatever. But actually, to get to the point where... Actually, no, these people actually became Cybermen because they were starting to already go down the road of... Yeah. And because these Not children, caring. Well, and his children were part of yeah. the, the alliance, whatever the alliance were, so he murdered yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, crikey. That, that is pretty dark, to be honest. Yeah. Pretty dark. So, now, I don't know what this great cyber war is that they were referring to. I don't know if this is some sort of infighting with the Cybermen, or... I think, yeah, I don't know if this is going to go down the route of you're going to have Cybermen versus Cyberwomen. Or not. I don't know if it's going to lead into some sort of battle of the sexes. If it does, that's going to be, to my mind, pretty weak, actually. Oh, it would, would give Chibnall a chance to resurrect oh. the previous... <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, my thoughts on it is basically, yeah, whether this is... I sort of took it as being basically this is the... whatever war they're in mm. with whoever. This, this, It was getting near the point of conclusion. Yes, indeed. And yeah. this was the last throw of the dice by either side. Yeah. This is why after this week's MacGuffin, the, the, the Siberian, which is now apparently... Yeah. Which is what Jack... Warns the doctor, don't yeah. give the lone son what he wants. Well, now he's got it. Um, yeah. yeah, so obviously, this is going to, I'm assuming, this is going to lead to a, a new sort of, yeah, new, sort of the Simon being sort of kickstarted again with this yeah. knowledge. Yeah. But, or it's uh, literally, this is this was because the Siberian was the one that did its battle plans and whatever, whether they feel that with that, yeah. they can win the war. So I, I, yeah, it's 
it's going to be an interesting, hopefully, and a very interesting two-parter. And, and if do you think the next two-part will be See, going to the, the Siberian could have been the the Cyberman's Davros in Destiny of the Daleks? Yeah, yes, it is kind of, isn't it? They're in a battle with whoever that they're not winning. Yeah, and have decided. Oh blimey! That, that, that that's a callback I didn't expect to hear this evening. <laughs> Neither did Destiny I. We started this podcast. No, no, you just suddenly, 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 sort of appeared before you. Yes, it did. Like a like a canker. <laughs> 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 and unfortunately, there was a flash of lightning and it disappeared again. <laughs> But it did leave me some sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Yeah, I'm just going to wonder. You know, this two-parter coming up uh, to round off the series, it's got a lot to pack in. If indeed it does, try and wrap up all the plot threads that have been sort of, you know, sewn or dangled in front of yeah. us. Yeah. Um, you know, because you've got the whole thing with the the the, the, the Gallifrey thing and the master you've got the other doctor and yeah. the cybermen um yeah. and jack now i don't think christian has always said we're not going to see jack again this this uh this series but who who knows, knows. basically yeah. who knows um yeah it's going to be interesting i, I reckon there's gonna be a few plot threads carried over to the next series mm. and I, mean, I don't yeah, mind I'm that not, to be honest yeah i'm not i'm not bothered about it. i'd rather that than a rushed finish. Same here. Same here. Which is why, which is why this episode works so well, because if this wasn't part leading in, if this wasn't connected to the next two coming up, you'd have had five minutes for her to destroy, work out how to destroy the Cyberman, and whatever. Which probably would have involved waving the sonic screwdriver about. Yeah. Um Which, yeah, would would have probably led to a disappointment because it just sort of. It's allowed just to disappear at the end and go back to wherever it's come from. Yeah. With obviously the Doctor chasing chasing it. Then, it, yeah, it, it allowed this episode to breathe a lot more because you weren't rushing to that. You weren't trying to wrap, wrap the whole thing yeah. up, weren't you? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, actually, with you talking of the, of the Doctor, I thought Jodie Whittaker, I think for the first time in a very, very long time, she... Felt like she was the doctor. It yeah. was almost as if that like, Maxine Alderton, who wrote this, knows how to write Doctor Who. Hmm. Well, I mean, I mean first of all, because the we last didn't couple have... Of have been co written with Chibnall, and interestingly, they were pretty weak. Yeah. And this one wasn't, and it, I felt was all the better for it. There's the point that actually at no point did I actually think, oh, here we get, here we get the monologue to tell us what's happening. Mm-mm. No, not at all, not at all. I totally agree. Totally and, agree with you there. And the speech about you know, this is not a a level democracy. This is me right at the top having to make the difficult decisions. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. I did. I thought the performance there was brilliant. Because the, the, it was sort of um, alluded to... Because when Yaz had that conversation with um, Claire Claremont... Now, are they sort of leading up to the fact... Is, was it the... the uh, I suppose we're sort of going back to that slight little thing that, that we had in the in Judge Whitaker's first series, when Yaz was... Um, 
sort of questioned by a by a mother about the doctor. Yeah. Um, about do we, do we reckon that Yaz has got a bit of a crush on the doctor here? It did. It seemed to go that way. It, it, it alluded to that, didn't it? Yeah. Although that doesn't necessarily need to be of a sexual nature. No, it doesn't. No. It could be bordering on to sort of... Almost like fan worship kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah, just just the, basically, the the pupil mentor sort of thing. Mm. You know? So, I mean... Because there has been sort of occasions where Yaz has sort of like wanted to... Sort of take the lead, not sort. Of, I don't know whether it impressed the doctors of the right description, but certainly sort of be more doctor-like. Yeah, really. But maybe not not to the same degree that Clara did, because she came unstuck, didn't she, when she tried to be the yeah. doctor? So, um, but I yeah. mean, but this 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 series has basically given Jazz a lot more to to do on her own, hasn't it? Oh yes, definitely, definitely, and, and has been better for it. It has, not, yeah, because she had nothing to do last season no. at all. I mean, other than follow the doctor around. Well, even in, in why Demons Ryan of... and Graham. Well, yeah, I mean, own. even in like Demons of the Punjab, where it was about her family, she had nothing to do in it. No, which I just thought was bizarre, really. Yeah. But... Oh dear, never mind. Anyway, that that's last year. So no, I I thought Jodie Whittaker had some really good material to work with this week. Um, and it it was all the better for it. Yeah, it really was all the better for it. Um, yeah, I mean, even the scene where she confronts the Cyberman in um, his room. Yeah, in Byron's room. It was was well done. I mean, there was no playing up there. No, I mean she she tried to, but then. The song just sort of went on the attack, didn't it? It was, it was yeah. fortunately for her, it was sort of very sort of low on power. But it was good to see the doctor on the back foot for once. So the stand yeah. had been flippant. Um yeah. and it just sort of And ran realised where where it was and retreated. Yes. Because it it's that whole thing of um if you're gonna have a villain, the people at home have got to be scared of it, but yeah. so's your hero. Yeah. And I think yeah, and, and that the things with Doctor, and it's been like that since 2005, really. the Doctor's been very, very flippant in when he's sort of facing, I say he or she's been facing down the villain yeah. of the week. Um, so it, yeah, it, it makes it, you know, the Doctor come across a bit too smug, and there's no sort of real sense of um, threat there. No. Really. But I thought this time, you generally thought that Simon would, would kill everybody, including yeah. the Doctor. Yeah. You know you know it's not gonna happen, but you you sort of thought no, it's capable of doing that. Hmm. And the doctor's not gonna talk talk her way out of this one. And of course, as you say, being underpowered, then obviously that allowed them then to sort of put in the Frankenstein reference of the Soham and basically being brought back to life by the lightning. Exactly, yeah. So it was it, yeah, I'd 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 liked it and the fact it was a it was a Frankenstein's monster of a Cyberman as well. Yeah. You know, all all the all the nods were there. Um, I just thought it was excellent, to be honest. Yeah, I, 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 I it, don't think I've enjoyed an episode of Doctor Who this much in a long, long time. And you could say actually, yeah, this was a, a semi-historical one. Yeah, where actually the the people involved 
did it lend themselves to the story, or the story lent themselves to that. Yeah. To their story, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, so it wasn't that. just a, oh, by the way, this happened to so-and-so. Like, if you get, you know... Yeah. And okay, we, we, we all knew this is this was going to influence Mary Shelley to write Frankenstein, which even says, yeah. calls it a, a modern Prometheus, doesn't she? So, yeah, um, yeah it's... I'm, I'm I'm happy with that. I'm fine. Yeah. I, I, I thought this was excellent. I really did. I really yeah. did. The only thing is, though, the Soulman is still stomping about and making whirring noises. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't they... Yeah, I wasn't such aware of it because they didn't really have a lot of him marching about. No, it was only really when he first comes to the door, when he first appears in the house. And yeah. they start to barricade the door before they yeah. barricade the door. That bit was the bit where it really. Yo, he's still doing it. Still doing, yes. Yeah, <laughs> still stomping about and everything. But uh, yeah, but no, I thought that the makeup under to show what was left of his face, and 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 I noticed the metal teeth as well. Yeah, he had, um, which I I thought was really really well done, and and actually just to show there is still someone underneath all that armor. Because yeah. it, when when the, when it came back in two thousand five, it was just basically I think they just sort of took the the brain out and tossed everything else to one side. So, um, but this was more of a case that there is still someone human, yeah, underneath all that. Um, and that that's that's the horror, really. And yeah, the, this this is where we could go. I mean, if you do, you still. I mean, the Cybermen are a, are a basically a. Teaching from the you know of what could happen, aren't they? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. So you know, if you if you want to go down this 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 far into medical advances and whatever, where yeah. do you stop? Yeah, precisely. And that and that is basically what the summon is about. They didn't stop, did yeah. they? They just kept no. going. So um, no, I, I like that. I like the fact that um, as you, you come back to what you said earlier about the doctor saying, you know, she's top of the pyramid. Yeah. Um, and she wouldn't let that happen to anyone else, which basically referencing what happened to Bill in World Enough and Time. Um, which I thought was a nice callback without actually referencing Bill. You, if you knew it, you knew it. If you didn't, you didn't. That, that's it, really. Um, oh, I mean, you know, what what, what about Lytton and Toberman? <laughs> oh, that's true. Actually, the someone did for Adric as well, actually, didn't they? Yeah, but not actually, <laughs> not not in converting them. No, no. Who else have the doctor, but, doctor's friends been converted? Anyone else been converted? Uh, oh, um, um, Danny Pink. He got converted, didn't he? Although yeah. he was technically dead at the time, but he still got converted. And the yeah. Brigadier. Already, yeah. Yes. Well, let's said about that well, the better, yeah. actually. But yeah. Okay. Bad say yes. <laughs> I did like it at the time, and I still don't like it to this day. Um, no, I no, I did like. I like the. I like the doctor um, again, sort of trying to turn the friends away from following, um, and the fact they're sort of like, no, we're with you to the, to the, you know, yeah. with, we're with you all the way, kind of thing. Um, which has become a bit of a recurring well, theme I mean, this season. The, the only thing it? I'd say on that was. Was the fact that in the house we have the big oh I can't let anybody become like that again. 
Yeah. So you've got to stay here. You've got to stay away. Yeah. But then when we actually get to the TARDIS, where she's actually going to chase them to God knows what disaster that giving the lone Cyberman what he wanted is going to have created. Yeah. There's barely a fight, isn't there? It's just like, I can drop you off if you want. I begin with one of the doctors sort not, of like not, not not insisting that no, I think she sort of I think the doctor sort of suddenly sort of come to terms with the fact she's not going to shake him off that easily. You know they they hmm. sort of you know they but, sort of accept the danger, don't they? Yeah, even but, though as you say though she she was hell bent on not letting this happen again, meaning Bill Potts. Yeah, yeah. I'll take you. No, I, I do. I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean, but. It just it just seemed that she you know we had the big you know I can't you know as if like this is it this is this is where the line is drawn, yeah. And then later on it's like oh well if you insist, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean again oh, well. I'm sort of picking holes now just because that that, that that's all I can find to find to, to moan about yeah, exactly yeah. No, it was it was. Ex- an exceptionally well done episode. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really did. Yes, absolutely loved it. Um, yeah. So there we are. There we are. I, I, I think I've. I, I, I don't want to continue talking about it in case I do start to pick holes in it. I don't want it? to. Yeah. Really. I, I just want to. Yeah. I enjoyed that, and that's good enough. I think. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So no, any, no, anything you want to add before we? No. Before we wrap I, up? I, I, I think. I think. I think we can wrap there. I think. Oh, good. Good. Okay. Okay. So then, everybody, um, yeah, that's it for this week. Then, so we're we're in the definitely in the final uh, in the final straight now. So um, only two more episodes to go, and it's the Ascension of the Cyberman next week, isn't it? Yes, I believe. So uh, yes, I'm very much looking forward to it. And let's let's see if they can do a decent Cyberman story with, with featuring multiple Cybermen because this was sort of like um, the Cyberman's version of Dalek. This one, yeah. So uh, let's see what they can do. Uh, with an army of Cybermen, so if they make them um, effective and threatening once again. We shall see. We shall see. So, until next week then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Who's he?